This is the Imitate Ted Radio Hour. I'm your host, Julian Fade. And I'm also here. I'm Corey Mathewson. They say, to live a creative life, you must lose your fear of being wrong. We have lost that fear. We speak to world-renowned experts you've never heard of. Because, well, they're improvisers. They don't know what they're talking about, but that doesn't stop them from pretending they do. Each episode, we bring you made-up facts, unsighted research, completely improvised. Welcome to the Imitated Radio Hour. Are deception and secrecy categorically wrong, or can they be a necessary means to an end? Our guest this hour is an award-winning undercover journalist whose aim has always been to speak truth to power. This hour, Pulitzer Prize-winning author Amy Shostak shares tales from her storied career of going undercover to explore unknown territory and pull back the sheets of duplicity. Amy, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Corey. Thanks for having me, Julian. It's an absolute pleasure, Amy. Let's dive right in. Your early work saw you simply hiding under the covers in hotel rooms while unsuspecting guests went about their stays. What did you hope to accomplish with this early undercover work? Well, Julian, I was trying to understand uh, how relationships function. You know, there's so many parts of relationships that that we don't see. And while hiding under the covers, some would say that was, you know, an immoral thing to do. For me, it was the best way to see how couples functioned, how couples fought, how couples made love. Hmm. I was going to ask, uh, as a follow-up, how did you stay undercover while these guests slept in the beds of the hotel room? Well, I actually um, created a small... um, like area, like a sunken area in the bed mm-hmm. where I would conceal myself um, mm. against the hotel's wishes. Uh, it was like kind of like, you know, when you get one of those books that would sit in your shelf that has a safe image on it and you mm. would hide something there. It was, it was mm. along those lines, but, but in a bed. Incredible. Incredible. Hmm. Almost a cryptic tomb of sorts. You could say that, except for me, it wasn't cryptic at all. (laughs) It was Mm. as clear as day. What I heard from my position um, really shone light on, you know, modern day romance, modern day relationships. So for me, um, that's where I got inspiration for my first book. Interesting. And can we can we just ask maybe what it is you found with this particular early work, uh, this this early research? Yes, um, everyone's got something to hide. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. no matter who you are, no matter where you are, everyone has secrets and everyone's holding back. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I remember reading that in uh, in your first book, that, that quote exactly. And as I understood it, you hid some secrets of your own in the book. Um, is there a chance that we could maybe peel back the covers <laughs> on what was hidden inside? Well, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? You know, (laughs) as a journalist, uh, other journalists love to ask me to reveal those secrets. And, uh, you know, I'll say this, uh, you know, chapter six 
the undoing. Mm. Mm. It talks about my relationship with my family when I was Mm. growing up. And it actually turns out that I wasn't part of that family. Um, I had just as a child wandered into their yard. And then when the mother said, you're not my child, I was like, I am. And that was Mm. my first deception. That was my first time that I went undercover. By Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You went undercover as a member of a family that wasn't yours. That is truly ins- inspirational work. Thank you. And, um, you know, they eventually, they forgot. <laughs> they accepted <laughs> me as one of their own. And, uh, wow. and that's where I got my last name, Shostak. Mm. Interesting. I, I, I want to turn now to one of your more controversial investigations, as I understand it. It was called Privilege when you published it. Uh, I understand you went undercover as a white male. Uh, How did you pull off this deception? What was the experience like? Well, the experience was wonderful, I must say. Um, Mm. It was wonderful to walk down the street, not living in fear. Uh, Mm. It was wonderful to push to the front of a rock concert and throw the horns in the air. Uh, Mm. It was wonderful to walk into a convenience store and not be stared at by the clerk. And, uh, you know, I, for many years, I considered not returning uh, to my myself, to not coming back to uh, identifying as a cis woman, but just living as a white cis man, uh, Mm -hmm. because it was it was the best, best six months of my life. You were uh, approached by law enforcement to, to to join the ranks, as I understand, in that role, and your decision ultimately disappointed them? Oh, yes. They, they wanted to promote me to chief of the Detroit police force, and uh, I, I, I turned it down because ultimately, you know, my job is to speak truth to power, not to be power in truth. Mm. Wow. Interesting. Uh, I'm also very fascinated to hear about your undercover work inspired by the 1990 movie Kindergarten Cop, where you dressed as a small child for three years to expose the lack of snacks available to our most vulnerable. What were you most surprised by during this work? Oh, well, uh, you know, I this job was a tough job for me. Uh, mm-hmm. <sighs> Becoming a six-year-old again, you forget, Mm. you know, we all look so positively back on our youths. And uh, becoming a six-year-old again revealed to me some of the tougher parts of being a kid, you know, not understanding concepts that are prevalent in our world, uh, Mm. not having friends on the playground, uh, hanging out alone in an icy field while all the other kids look over and laugh. (laughs) It was hard to be a five foot six, uh, grade sixer, or sorry, kindergartner. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, the kids, they didn't care for me. And, and uh, that, was, that was tough. But, uh, you know, from my work, we, we lobbied and we got more snacks for those little <laughs> rascals. So <laughs> a positive outcome at the end. Perhaps, perhaps. Mm. And what type of snacks were available before and what type of snacks were available after your investigation? Well, you know, a lot of kids were getting snacks like uh, pudding cups, mm. uh, maybe a piece of fruit, mm-hmm. some soda crackers with some mm. American processed cheese. Sure. And now they're getting, you know, healthy things like um, carrot sticks and mm. uh, 
you know, uh, pieces of pizza and, uh, and, uh, water. Healthy, healthy things like pieces of pizza and, and water. I'm glad that your investigation was able to give these children water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, it's the least I could do. There, there. I, I want to turn now to the more controversial side of things. There are those that say that your work laughs in the face of journalistic ethics. Now, they're saying that it's not worth it to live a lie to reveal a lie, that you yourself are what's wrong with journalism. What, what do you say to your detractors? Well, the first thing I would say, Corey, is that Every one of your journalistic questions asks me a controversial question. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. first rule of journalism is not always to look for controversy where there is none. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. to accept that controversy is in the human mind and truth is in the human mind. And it's our job to figure out where that line is. What would you say to people that disagreed with that point? I would say hide in a bed, hide Mm. in a locker, Mm. dig yourself a hole and hide in the pit of a park, Mm. hide somewhere and listen, truly listen to what's going on around you. What you hear will shock you. Your image of the world, (laughs) it is uh, painted in pastels. And once you really start listening and start looking, (laughs) it will be painted in the deepest tones of color you've ever seen. Mm. I I find personally your work has a new resonance considering the amount of fake news that is now prevalent on on uh, on television and on the airways. Do you think your work pushes back against such fake news? I think those guys are doing a great job. Oh. I I, mm. I think that you know, as I said, truth is what we believe. And, and so if people believe the quote unquote fake news, then mm. is it not real news? Uh, when I dressed up as a mime and went to the Lecoq school for seven years, mm-hmm. uh, not wanting to be a mime, people there believed I was a mime. Mm. And, and that in itself is truth. It was truth to them, even if it was not truth to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and what did you say to those people as a mime? Well, I, I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I Deep. used my body to show them, mm-hmm. you know, to show my detractors that I was no longer trapped in that box, that the box wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Mm. We we understand that your latest undercover mission has you inhabiting a persona which surprised your friends and family. Can you tell us a bit about your latest undercover identity? Yes. <laughs> I'm uh right now I'm working on a project where I'm playing a teen girl. Uh mm. it has been a blast. It's been great to learn so much about technology to to enjoy things again, like uh, doing my hair and putting on makeup and meeting some friends for a yoga fruz at the mall. Um, it, but my, my family and my friends, they don't, they don't care for it. They say that uh, it's unhealthy for a woman in her 40s to be acting in this way. And for me, you know, it's all crop tops and 
loose pants and great mm-hmm. TikTok dances. Hmm. I'm loving it. Part of it would inspire the generation of undercover investigators to come. Uh, do you have advice for some of these uh, up-and-comers in the field? Just don't be yourself, you know? Just be somebody else. Hmm. That's always the goal. Is, is We don't need to know who Amy is. We just need to see all the people she could be. Mm-hmm. Interesting. A count, counter to much of the advice given to students these days uh, where they tell you to be yourself, you're saying don't be yourself. Right. Be somebody else. Be someone aspirational or be someone you detest. Just be someone else. And then that's when you really get to see other people's truths, not your own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> given the skills and experience you've gained over the course of your vast career. What topic have you yet to tackle that you cannot wait to sink your teeth into? Well, I would say uh, podcast hosts. Mm, mm. Uh, Tell more. I'd be curious to inhabit uh, the space of having a digital medium where people could listen and people could really sink their teeth into my points of view and my beliefs. Uh, I think there's a lot of power there, and with, with power comes great deception. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, that's true. There are a lot of podcasts that aim to deceive their audience. <laughs> Luckily, we are not one of them. Oh, yes, sure, sure. Uh, on the radio, you can be anyone. I, I would encourage you to practice, uh, though it does take a little bit of effort, uh, not costume and wardrobe so much as acoustic quality shifting. Um Perhaps you'd want to attempt to portray a character had you come into this interview undercover. What would that character feel like acoustically? This is a really great interview, you guys. I'm sorry, we're looking to talk to Amy Shostak, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, She's not available right now. Okay, this is a bit... Confusing, Corey. Um, we seem to have somebody who is not Amy Shostak anymore on our on our line here. Jeez, uh, yeah, um, we're gonna have to disconnect here and start. My this. name is uh, my name is Oscar. Okay, Oscar, if you could just um, please leave this podcast. We're actually just recording something with uh, Pulitzer Prize winning author Amy Shostak. I'm back. What? Whoa. Holy mm. deception! Yes. It was a magical experience, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Amy Shostak is a Pulitzer Prize winning author and a undercover journalist. Amy, thank you for being with us. Thank you. I'm sorry, who's this? The Imitated Radio Hour is produced by Rapid Fire Theater. It is not affiliated in any way with NPR or the official TED organization. So please, don't sue us. We're online at imitatedradiohour.com. For Corey Mathewson. For Julian Fade. This has been the Imitated Radio Hour.